This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Father Craig Vasek, your host here. Uh, at this time, we like to move into a segment called Prayerfully Yours, which is where we get to pray for all of those intentions that people bring from across our Real Presence radio family, whether uh, word of mouth or uh, submitted to uh, the website each almost every day. Uh, so we share a couple of those intentions and then invite everybody for a few minutes together as a family to pray. Uh, so hopefully you can take a moment wherever you are to, to pray with us today. So I'll list out those intentions and then I'll go back and pray for them one by one. So some of the intentions we'd like to pray for today would be for a certain person that would like to pray that their marriage and family would be holy, healthy, and happy. Uh, so we'll pray for that for all families. And then also uh, someone who would like to pray that uh, the sons, Michael and Stephen, to believe in the Holy Trinity and to return to the church. Uh, so we'll pray for that as well. And then uh, another person who also would like to pray for their adult children to return to the church. So we'll definitely pray for those. And then anything else that may come up in my own heart as I would like to lead this time of prayer. So please join as we pray for everybody in the Real Presence Radio family. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your kindness, for your compassion, for your care, your providential movement in the world. We thank you for the gift of Real Presence Radio of the Catholic Church uh, throughout the Upper Midwest. And we ask that you continue to uh, build us up together in your love. And as we bring our petitions before you today, we ask uh, that your compassion reaches to all those who join us in this prayer. In a particular way, um, to pray for someone who would like to pray for their marriage and family to be holy, healthy, and happy. Oh God, we we ask that you would bless uh, this person uh, and the spouse and the family uh, and their marriage, uh, that your grace would be there, that your kindness would be there, that your assistance would be there, that they would experience uh, the, the, the dynamics of your of your assistance and your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit, that they would become who they are to be in you, rooted in love uh, and your care for them. So we just ask for you to bless this marriage and this family and all those uh, who also at this moment desire the same for themselves. So we ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. The next intention is to pray for someone who would like to pray for their sons, Michael and Stephen, to believe in the Holy Trinity and to return to the church. So, Heavenly Father, we turn to you again uh, for this for this person who desires for uh, Michael and Stephen, their sons, to return uh, to the church. They ask in a particular way for the gift of faith, uh, the, the beautiful gift that you have given uh, in holy baptism, Heavenly Father, that that is to grow and to flourish in our lives um, for an increase, uh, for a breakthrough, for a restoration of the great virtue of faith to explode into the lives of Michael and Stephen, whether by signs and wonders or by the silent movement of your hidden grace, that they would be moved by you uh, and drawn back uh, to believe in you as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to return to the church that you have founded on earth. We ask for you to protect and to provide for them, to assist them and give them light, uh, divine light to minister to their minds. We ask for your blessing, your care, your kindness, and in your mercy we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Our third intention again is for someone who would like to pray for their adult children to return to the church. Very similar prayer intention. So we'll continue our prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, another another family, another person who loves you uh, is coming to you on behalf of those whom they love as a sort of priest, as a sort of intercessor, as a sort of mediator, as a, cer- a sort of person who would stand in the breach uh, on behalf of them to intercede and bring them to you. You have made us all who have been baptized priests, prophets, and kings to intercede and to offer holy prayers on behalf of all. And so we join with this person to intercede for their children. Uh, that they would, that they again also would receive great, great graces, uh, whatever might be hurting, whatever lies might have been believed, whatever pain might be there, whatever darkness might be surrounding, that it would be removed and replaced by your brilliant light, your holy love, your truth, your guidance, your care, and your compassion, Lord. That you would just reach them in this moment, uh, and that they would uh, feel something, that something would would change, something would trigger, something would uh, just move in their heart, mind, soul. Uh, to be drawn back to your loving care through the ministry of so many who are interceding and, and responding to them in love. So we ask for this in Jesus' name as well. Amen. And uh, just to pray for all those who are traveling, Heavenly Father, for those who are en route or preparing today to march for life. We pray for all those who are on buses, so many college students, high school students, and people from around the nation traveling to our capital in the District of Columbia to pray for the protection of the unborn, those who are sacrificing of themselves to pray for those who have no one else to protect them on behalf of the helpless. Uh, We just ask that you would strengthen them, that you would solidify them with great conviction that the great right to life is the first and primary right uh, for all people who would like to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that it begins with life. So to protect them all, to solidify them all, that the great uh, number of the hundreds of thousands that will gather in Washington will be a great sign to the the nation that uh, because of the president coming to the March for Life that so many people would would, uh, arrive and recognize what is happening uh, in the largest and greatest march uh, that this nation has uh, in the concern for the pre-born, the unborn, uh, and for their right to life. That so many people in the media would, uh, would have a conversion, that so many networks would cover the march in a way that they never have before, showing uh, with great compassion and care uh, all, of the, all of the great work that people of goodwill are doing on behalf of those who are otherwise defenseless. So we just ask for your mercy, your kindness, your strength, your guidance, uh, that you would create an entire uh, great uh, kingdom of those who are protecting and providing for life. So we ask this also in the holy name of Jesus, your Son. Amen. And amen in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everybody, thank you for taking time to pray with me and for us for these uh, petitions, intercessions of our Real Presence Radio family members and their needs. If you have any specific intentions that you would like prayed for, please visit our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com, and submit it under prayer requests at the top of the page. You can also submit an intention on our app. You can simply click on prayer requests on the main screen. So thank you, everybody, for that. 
Up next, moving into a more uh, crazy segment. Uh, it's called Straight Talk. You can call 877-795-0122 uh, with your questions. You can even start doing that now. Any questions, comments, any thoughts, any topic that you might have where you want to hop on the phone with me and chat about them. Um, maybe it's scripture. Maybe it's discipleship. Maybe it's on the upcoming gospel reading for Sunday. Whatever's on your heart. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you. That number again, 877-795-0122. You're listening to Real Presence Live. If you're having a difficult day or need some support, log on to your CatholicRadioStation.com and click on Prayer Requests. From here, we invite you to send us your prayer needs so we can pray specifically for those intentions. And if you have time, scroll down on the homepage to personally pray for the needs of other members of the RPR family. Visit your CatholicRadioStation.com and click on Prayer Requests. You can also send intentions to us from the main screen of our app. We're blessed to be able to join you in prayer. Thanks for listening to Real Presence Radio. Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network. I hope your day is a little better and your burdens are made a little lighter by the message you are hearing. Please tell others about Real Presence Radio and invite them to listen. If you've been listening for a while, please consider joining the family and offering your support. Our goal is to change lives by bringing others closer to Christ. And together, we are changing the world. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, Father Craig Vosick continuing as your host today on Real Presence Live. You hear the phone. It's time for Straight Talk. This is a great opportunity for you to share your questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, topics relating to faith or on anything happening in the world around us. And you can talk to a local priest here in Bismarck. That's me, Father Craig Vosick. Uh, And now that you've heard the sound effect, you can call. 877-795-0122 877-795-0122 or you can send your questions or comments or thoughts to us on Facebook at Real Presence Radio Real Presence Live on Facebook we'd love to hear from you so the number 877-795-0122 the point of Straight Talk is for anyone in our listening area uh, which covers an entire expanse in the upper Midwest and uh, moving into the mountain region uh, to start a conversation to talk about things that are going on that you're concerned about that you are happy about that you want to find out more about uh, whatever that might be and to be able to engage with our local community here and to speak with somebody who is who is on the ground in this area which is uh, I'm on the ground in Bismarck North Dakota which is really really grand so 877-795-0122 and you can go on Real Presence Radio on Facebook.com and you can also submit some questions or comments there so we are ready for you 877-795-0122 it could be a very serious topic it could be something more playful could be who knows what it might be I'm happy to talk about lots of things I've always got a lot going on I recently was in a conversation about the advent of smartphones and uh, what that's done with the development of youth and others in our society and I would love to talk more about that so if you want to we can 
if you want to talk about what else can we talk about I've, I'm studying right now on the topic of leadership quite a bit uh, the difference between uh, leadership and management leadership as Christian leadership and secular leadership uh, servant leadership virtuous leadership all these different things I'm uh, taking a course on it and uh, taking in the great uh, the great help of so many other thinkers in the realm so I'd love to talk about leadership and what that looks like uh, the difference between being a servant and being a leader or where those come together or whatnot. It's happy to talk about that. Uh, I want to hear from you. Actually, you can help me in my ministry. Uh, I regularly have people uh, saying that they want to start a relationship with God. And they're asking me, you know, like, what, what, what can I do? I don't even know where to start. And so I have thoughts about it, of course, as a priest and my own history, my own, um, uh, my own personal history, but also just walking with so many people. But you probably also have great thoughts on how to continue or how to begin or what, what elements about a relationship with God have been beneficial and great for you in the past. So I would love to hear from you what you think are great thoughts. The Most recently, uh, when I was visiting with someone, I told them that... Uh, uh, music, Christian music, can be very helpful. Uh, journaling can be very helpful in prayer. Uh, reading the Bible in a in a timely way or in a you know just a bit at a time can be very helpful. Hopefully not too overwhelming. Uh, there's great videos online. Uh, going to adoration, being before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, going to confession. So those are some of the things I came up with. But I'd love to hear from you. Uh, what you think about for starting or continuing or getting back into or exploring a relationship with God. Uh, so anyway, 877-795-0122 for the next half hour. I am here at your service to talk about anything. We could talk about the March for Life coming up. We could talk about how uh, the University of Mary forced me to get up and celebrate Mass at 5 a.m. And I thought that was... No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say something... Uh, I won't say that, though. Uh, I was privileged. I was honored to get up at 4.15 in the morning and to arrive at the chapel to celebrate Mass. There were 200 people who had already packed their bags that were already ready to hop on four buses to drive for 30 hours to get to Washington, D.C. Uh, to march with hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, that was really, really edifying for me to be uh, with them. My homily was very short. Uh, at 5 in the morning, I don't know how many people need a long homily. Maybe people never need a long homily, uh, but I definitely wasn't ready to give a long homily at 5 in the morning. So, we can talk about the March for Life, uh, the hundreds of thousands of people that are descending upon the nation's capital and how wonderful that is. Again, 877-795-0122. This is Straight Talk on Real Presence Radio. Okay, well, do you know what else I can tell you? I can tell you that I just got back from... Uh, my annual time with my best buddies from seminary. Uh, every year we get together for a week. We've now extended it to eight days. Actually, i got to be honest, it was nine days this year. And we get together just to... Um to recollect, to to be away from the from the vineyard, I guess we could say, uh, to be away from the harvest, and to just be with each other, to pray, to celebrate mass together, to refresh ourselves. Yes, uh, yes, it was in uh, Mexico on the beach, um, private beach. Um, Yes, it was there. I must admit that. But it's wonderful uh, to be with my buddies in a nice warm place, to rest, to be away, uh, and to gather and to hear about each other's 
uh, lives to hear about each other's ears as priests ministering to build each other up the best part of the entire time together I can tell you I think we would all say it is each evening we take a time to share uh, where each guy just one guy at a time each night shares about his last year the ups the downs the uh, the great things that have happened the difficult things and then one guy is designated to pray for that guy at the end so we all gather around each other and lay our hands on each other's shoulders or head and then pray for each other and give each other a priestly blessing um and it's really it's a highlight every year that we can just uh listen to each other to uh to accompany each other to love each other to build each other up and encourage each other so it's really it's really great. So I just got back from that, back in, uh, back in action here at the university as we begin our, our second semester. And let me tell you, it is going. It is going, going, going here at the university. 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. This is Straight Talk. This is Father Craig Vosick. For the next 20 minutes... You can call in and we can talk, or you can go on Facebook.com to Real Presence Radio and you can submit a question or a comment there. We have a listener question that's not on the phone. Um, here it is. If someone says that they are leaving the church due to a situation happening within the church as a whole or their parish, how can we respond? That is, that is a very touchy and very concerning uh, reality. Uh, because the church, as we know, which is the great assembly of God established by Jesus as a light to the nations, the church is the people who have been redeemed and are members of the body of Christ. That is the church, right? So, I mean, when we talk about the church, um, if a person says they are leaving the church, typically it means they, they're leaving the formal association uh, of the uh, organization, we could say, um, uh, which, is, which is really sad. I mean, it's really hard. Um, but they are still incorporated into Christ. They are still a member uh, of the body, uh, even if they are leaving the uh, the institution or the organization. Which, of course, we never want to see any division in the, in the body of Christ or um, or anything like that. So it's very it's very concerning. It's very difficult. It's very it's very hard, uh, and it's very uh, what can we say? It's it's touchy because the very uh, the very means by which God is trying to save us uh, is is His beautiful and precious will, uh, established by Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. But that same way is the Lord uses uh, humans. <laughs> <laughs> For some mysterious reason, he's using humans, uh, and he's not just using angels. <laughs> I mean, how good would that be? You just take all the good angels who are steeped in goodness and can never sin, and uh, just have the church uh, administered by angels. Um, that would be it. Would be a perfect institution that way. Uh, but uh, for whatever reason, the Lord God has chosen to redeem humans uh, by the means of a human, that is, the human nature of Christ, and then uh, incorporating other people into that, other humans into that, who are redeemed and um, but are still recovering from the fall. Uh, so... I'm um, kind of dodging the question so far <laughs> because it's just such a difficult one when uh, when someone says that they're going to leave the church uh, due to a situation happening within the church, uh, either as a whole, so um, you know, uh, universally, or something that might be happening in the parish. Um, I can tell you what my what my what my father. He's a very uh, simple and uh, straightforward man. He says, "You don't leave Peter because of Judas." <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, as so that's a reference back to the Gospels, obviously. Uh, probably probably been used many times throughout the the centuries. But uh, we have twelve apostles, um, and one of them um, gets one of them gets. Uh, uh, how can we say he gets seduced by something of the enemy and uh, becomes a traitor to to Jesus uh, and that's Judas Iscariot and uh, so he he uh, loses his apostleship uh, and uh, dies a, a terrible death and they must replace him in the early church they have to replace him the one who has fallen from his post the scripture says and so yeah this is what my father has said you don't leave Peter because of Judas so that means there are those who will betray there are those who will falter there were those who will do wrong uh, there were though there will be those who give bad example and that is a, that is a, that's what we call scandal actually that's the definition of scandals when one person's actions um, lead another away from the gospel or lead another into sin that's what scandal is in the church uh, and uh, anytime that happens so from uh, from a small thing where someone uh, is uh, treating someone poorly uh, in a youth group or something like that all the way up to uh, you know someone in a high office doing something uh, that is seen as as wrong so uh, so what can we say don't leave don't leave Peter because of Judas the church is uh, a holy institution uh, with all of the means of salvation, uh, the sanctifying grace of the Holy Spirit, the power and the blood of Jesus, the sacraments uh, of holy baptism, reconciliation, uh, the Holy Eucharist, and all the other sacraments, the great means of salvation, the scripture, the truth in the, in the doctrines and dogmas of the church, those are all there. Those are all there. And I, I know that it happens um, that people are harmed. Uh, in their experience so I mean I just talked to somebody uh, who said that they went to a church in a new town had a couple kids they sat down and there was a couple people that were older that were sitting in the pew in front of them they turned around saw that there were little children and they got up to go find a different seat they probably weren't trying to be malicious they probably don't hate children uh, but this uh, this family felt like we're trying to go to a, a parish we're trying to go to be visitors in another town and we feel like we weren't welcomed now, you know, it's mixed signals sometimes, uh, or just lack of communication, or uh, people's own preferences that uh, are sensitive, and I, it's just so tricky. It's so tricky. I know I'm not giving a good answer here, uh, but uh, but there there will always be times uh, where difficult things happen, and uh, we have to choose to respond in a very noble manner uh, to to look to Jesus, to look to his promises that his truth remains that his holy spirit is there for us and that we can unite ourselves to him jesus was not treated fairly let me tell you that um and he continued his great work and we can be united to him in his redemptive mission so i'm not trying to excuse any bad behaviors uh, but it is so important that we try to rise above difficulty um, and unite ourselves to the to the goodness of Jesus and His Holy Spirit. So, uh, thanks for that question. I'm sorry if I didn't answer it very well. If other people have thoughts about that, please call in 877-795-0122. What can you do when uh, you feel hurt, either by either at a parish or in the church, uh, or you're confused by things in the church? How do you what do you tell people if they're like, oh, I think I'm going to leave because of this? Um, what do you tell them? I would love to hear your thoughts. Seven eight seven seven. Seven nine five zero one two two.
All right. Or you can go on Facebook.com, uh, Real Presence Radio. Again, thank you uh, for that question, and I'm sorry if I didn't give the best answer uh, to you. We have another uh, listener question that's not on the phone. Uh, this is coming from Moorhead. When a seminarian graduates and is ordained and is assigned it to a parish as a priest, what do they do to continue the important needs for community that they once had so easily in the seminary? Okay, so this is asked by... Okay, this is great. So, uh, what is it when a seminary graduates now is in a parish, doesn't have the seminary uh, community uh, surrounding, but now is in a parish community, what, what, what do they need to do? Well, uh, this is... It's particular for a man uh, who has finished his seminary studies, but we can we can kind of scale back from that and recognize that it's very similar to uh, anything else in life. Um, anybody who is in high school has the support of a high school in some fashion, and probably some subsections uh, from within that that high school community, whether it's a sport or an activity or various other things. And when they finish high school, they have to acclimate to to a new uh, a new society and find themselves within that new that new structure, whether globally or in particular sub structures of uh, society. That's what uh, groups are for, communities are for, uh, friendship groups, organizations, and various ways of uh, interacting with others is for. We we see it's uh, done in a pseudo way through social media. People become parts of all these groups, but we need face-to-face encounters. And so it's the same thing with anybody who graduates from college, anyone who finishes up with uh, some sort of um, organization that they're done with, and now they have to acclimate to a new organization or find themselves within a new structure. And the same thing with a man. I can tell you, I went off to the seminary and I was always very supported, but when I got to a parish, that translated very easily. I was... um I enjoyed all my buddies in, at the seminary, but when I got to the parish, there were so many people coming up where I was saying hi to so many people. And as a priest, like I can tell you, when I when I first went to my first parish, um, I didn't know hardly anybody in the in the town of fifteen thousand people or in the parish of fifteen hundred families. And within like three weeks, I think almost. I mean, most of the people in the town knew who I was. I mean, I'm wearing clerics, uh, and I've been at Mass for a couple of weeks, so there's thousands of people that saw me, and they're like, hi, Father, hi, Father, hi, Father, or saying, you know, this is going on, and I was already part of a community. Uh, it's just there. So um, so it's actually, it's actually just right in front of their eyes uh, for a priest, uh, if they have eyes to see that there are people who want to love them, to care for them, to, to be supported by them. And then there are people uh, around, I would imagine, back in that diocesan structure. So for me, I mean, I have friends growing up that I still am in touch with. I have friends in the seminary that I'm still in touch with. I have my family that I'm still in touch with. I have a couple people maybe from different parishes that I'm still in touch with in various ways. And just different people that I meet outside of parishes. I, I join other groups, other clubs, whatever the thing might be. And I get to know people and enjoy them and, and uh, establish friendship with them. And I make sure that I continue in those friendships. Uh, so I can tell you I'm... Uh, what's another example? I, uh, I'm serving at the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota, which is not my home. Uh, and I've just met a few people that I really liked. And I said to them, hey, I like you. And so I want to hang out with you. And so can we be friends? Maybe a little too forward. I don't know. But I want to have friends, right? And uh, so I, these are great families that um, are married with children, maybe teaching at the University of Mary or around town, great people in the city. And I just go and hang out with them. So I, I, I form that, I guess, for someone who's more reserved and quiet. Uh, that looks a little different. Um, but uh, if someone's willing to smile, willing to say hi, willing to say, hey, want to hang out to people, uh, those structures are very readily in place. But a priest has to be... Um, 
uh, what can we say, intentional. Uh, I have a small group of priests, uh, close priest friends that I get together with and talk to regularly. I have buddies from seminary that I talk to regularly. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm open to the world. Uh, and I talk to anybody who comes to me, but there are people that I trust, that I am entrusted to, that I've walked with for years, and I continue that. And that's important, just to have those trusting, close relationships that I know I can bank on, and to continue there even as I continue to spread my friendships to so many other people um, throughout, the, throughout the areas that I serve. So those would be a couple of things. Love to talk to you more about that. Maybe there could be a some sort of a pamphlet. Uh, maybe there is one, actually, on um, adjustment for priests into, uh, into parish life. So thank you so much uh, for the question and uh, know of my prayers for uh, that seminarian and any other seminarians that are transitioning. So thank you again. The number 877-795-0122. This is Real Presence Live. We're in Straight Talk, 877-795-0122. Or you can also go on Facebook.com to Real Presence Radio, and you can submit your comment or your question there. So the point of Straight Talk is to take your thoughts, your comments, your concerns, your questions, and to hopefully give some thoughts, some helpful thoughts, some um, yeah, some uh, lifted ideas, inspired thoughts on what that all looks like. So we got a question on Facebook from Roxanne. Um, this might seem silly, but if we start a novena and miss a day or two, what's the best way to complete it? I know it's not an issue of salvation, and I'm not trying to be scrupulous, but it's a human thing. I'd love your thoughts. Thanks, Father. Smiley face emoji. All right. Uh, Roxanne, are you saying this because you know that this has happened to me in the past? Um, it happens. You are right. It absolutely happens. Maybe not for everybody, but definitely it has happened for me. I remember the first time I tried to make a consecration uh, to Jesus by means of the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. It was supposed to be, I mean, I shouldn't have started with this. It was a 33-day process, and uh, I was supposed to do certain prayers every day. And uh, by day four, I had missed day three already. Uh, so then I made that up on day four. I did day three, but then on day four, maybe I made up day four as well, but then I missed day five. And then by day eight, I was still on day like six or something, and then it was it got all mixed all mixed up. And I actually told my spiritual director, I don't think I should do this because I'm I'm botching the whole thing. I'm mixing it all up. And he said uh, very clearly, Jesus wants you to do your best and to continue, and the enemy uh, wants you to stop. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, spiritual director. And he said, make, make it your best this time, and then maybe when, if you do it again, you can make it even better next time. This will set the groundwork. So that was very compassionate of my spiritual director to tell little me back in when I was 19 years old that it's okay that I'm not perfect at this, right? So uh, what's the, the best thing to do? If there is a certain end date for the novena that you've started, uh, then maybe you do want to do a couple of the days uh, on one of the days so you can catch back up, so you can get back on to day six and day seven or whatever with the others or towards that end date that you're going towards. If it's not a certain end date that you have to get to, maybe pick up where you left off. So maybe you're supposed to be on day five, but you're on day four. We'll just stay with day four and do, and it'd be a 10-day, nine-day novena, if that makes any sense. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Or if you'd like to begin again and try again from scratch, you can do that. But if you keep <laughs> missing a day, don't get uh, hung up on that. Just uh, to try to do what you can. The, the purpose of the novena is that you apply yourself in a certain amount of time uh, for extended, uh, an extended time for a particular uh, intercession of some sort. It comes from the original practice uh, between uh, Ascension Thursday and Pentecost Sunday. Uh, there were nine days between that where the apostles were told to go to the upper room and pray. 
Uh, and so they went and they prayed. They probably weren't praying the whole time. Uh, maybe they were praying 24-7. I'm not sure, but I'm sure Our Lady was praying very well and the apostles were trying their best. But there was probably ups and downs for them while they were praying for whatever they thought they were praying for, the coming of the promise of the Father, which they didn't exactly know what that was going to be. So uh, you can just join with them and humbly uh, give yourself to the Lord. Say, Lord, I am, I am just here and I'm trying. And um, you just do what you need to do, Lord, and I will do what I can, and we'll find ourselves together in the midst of all this. So thanks, uh, Roxanne, for that. Um, continue in whatever way you can with your novena. We've got a couple more minutes on 877-795-0122, Straight Talk, or on Facebook.com, Real Presence Radio, 877-795-0122. Any questions, thoughts, comments, concerns? Uh, if you want to pick a fight with me, go ahead. I may or may not fight back. Uh, I don't really feel like fighting today, actually. I feel like, can't we just all get along? Yeah. Uh, got another question here. Facebook. Thank you, everybody. We got a message on Facebook from Rachel. My husband and I went to church in Wisconsin years ago, and I love going to Mass with him, but I'm not Catholic. And the whole homily was about only marrying Catholics. That is the first time I ever got up and walked out of a service because I felt so bad. Okay, so... Rachel, um, if I got this right, you were at a Mass, you're not Catholic, and the the homily was about that a Catholic should marry a Catholic, um, and that would feel very bad for you. I'm sorry that uh, that it came across that way, or that the emphasis was that way, um, and that you felt that. Um, that would be very difficult because you're trying your best. You married this man, um, and you're, you you two are happy, and uh, and it was very disconcerting. Um, I don't want to defend priests uh, when you know at the expense of defending you, but I do know as a priest that um, to to give a homily. Let's say I want to focus on something, uh, any one topic, any topic that I might want to speak about in. 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever the homily length might be, uh, it's going to have a lot of other things that needs to tie in with it. So if I want to talk about um, receiving Holy Communion, and I just want to talk about receiving Holy Communion, if I don't also talk about all the other things that go along with it, like being baptized and uh, praying and believing in Holy Communion, or whatever the things might be, if I want to talk about the Bible, and I want to talk about how awesome the Gospel of Matthew is, uh, and someone might say, well, you didn't talk about Mark, you didn't talk about Luke, you didn't talk about John, you didn't talk about this. Uh, there's a lot of things that might be missed. So what I'm trying to say is that anytime someone who is public speaker is speaking about something, whatever that one thing might be, there's going to be a lot of other things that they need to also talk about to continue contextualize and to frame it, and it can become very difficult uh, to do that. Now, that is just a, a word of sympathy for public speakers, because I am one. Uh, I'm not trying to excuse uh, any uncharity or any harshness or any any way in which there wasn't good tact or uh, sensitivity um, by, that, by that priest who was giving this homily. Um, because it is allowed uh, for a Catholic to marry someone who is not Catholic. Um, so, yeah, so I don't, I don't know what else to say except that I'm sorry that, um, that it came across that way and that you felt so bad about that. Um, I guess I could say something about um, 
understanding of, of unity in the church. Uh, I know that there are a lot of families, and maybe you're one of them, maybe you're not one of them, that when they, if they're coming from different faith backgrounds, uh, let's say in this case a Catholic and a Lutheran, just for an example, um, oftentimes they will have to talk about, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to go to the Catholic church? Are we going to go to the Lutheran church? Are we going to go back and forth between the two? And the Lutheran is coming from a certain background, the Catholic is coming from a certain background, and the uh, I can just share with you what the Catholic background is on that. The Catholic background is that the Catholic is to remain a Catholic, and that the Catholic is supposed to, in marriage, uh, do the best that they can to raise their children in the Catholic Church. That is a, that's a requirement, uh, a desire of the Catholic Church for Catholics. Uh, and so you can obviously understand that that gets a little sticky when there's someone who's not Catholic who says, well, what about my thoughts? What about my hopes? And so the Catholic is supposed to you know, be, be clear to say, well, I'm, I'm a Catholic. I want to remain a Catholic. Um, and uh, my faith is very important to me. I'm sure the Lutheran would say the same, but uh, but I have obligations as a Catholic to remain a Catholic and to go to Catholic Mass and to um, and to raise my children in the Catholic Church. And so, if the priest was trying to get those points across, um, uh, it might be easy to say, hey, so it might be easier uh, when you get to that conversation about faith background, faith tradition, and raising your children in the Catholic Church uh, to look for a Catholic spouse as well. Uh, so that's that's something. I mean, there's more to it as well. Um, anyway, the main thing that I would just like to say, Rachel, is I'm sorry that you felt that way, and I'm sorry that uh, that it came across that way, whatever, whatever that priest was up to there. So... So thank you, and my heart, my heart kind of hurts for you right now, Rachel. So uh, I know that I'll, I'm gonna say a prayer. Um, I just feel bad about that whole situation. So everybody, uh, straight talk. We uh, we get into real things here. This is real stuff, uh, and I'm sorry uh, if I'm not able to answer your questions very well because they're very real and very sincere, and um, they just help remind me as a priest um, how real life is, how uh, how much help we need, how much grace we need from the Lord, uh, how much kindness we need, and compassion, and assistance, and direction, and love, and mercy, and uh, and how fragile we are, how, how difficult life can be, and we do need community so much. So thank you so much to everybody who called in, who wrote in, uh, who assisted with this time on uh, our, our segment of Straight Talk. Um, if you have other questions, uh, we do this, I think we do this every day. Uh, we do this every day at 9.30 Central Time. So if there were things that came into your mind today, thoughts, concerns, questions uh, that you would like to, to bring before uh, a host, uh, a priest or otherwise, uh, to, to discuss, to get more information on, please do. Hopefully they can have better answers than me. Uh, but I'm just glad to be with you when I can here on behalf of and with Real Presence Radio. So I just want to thank you all for those who have called in or wrote in with your questions. A reminder, the segment is on at 9.30 Central Time every Monday through Friday. Um, up next, I'm going to visit with some of my student-athletes here at the University of Mary. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I love my student-athletes that I serve here, and they're, um, they're going to be on for a segment talking about some things that are going on in their life. So... Uh, that's going to be good. Later in the show, we're going to talk about Ad Limina visits. Have you ever heard of them? Bishop John Quinn uh, is one of our bishops in the region who has just came back, so we'll talk to him. And much more. Stay tuned to Real Presence Live. Real Presence Live.